How do you feel about watermelons as a fruit? How do I feel uh, as a fruit? I, I don't like watermelons mainly because of texture over taste. Do you like watermelon flavoured things? Oh, oh yeah, that's what I was getting onto. Watermelon Mentos, right? Mm-hmm. In the in the rainbow Mento packets are beyond belief nice. They are delicious. I they are my what's some of my favorite. And in Italy, you get a bag of Mentos that's all the watermelon flavor, and possibly the nicest thing I've ever eaten. The food capital of the world, Italy. Yeah. Because 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 they have watermelon Mentos. I think I've been fooling myself into thinking that I like the fruit. But now that I'm actually introspecting on it, I really don't. Because it appears healthy. It's like, oh, it's got water and melon. I know. Harry Styles would be disappointed. That also song doesn't watermelon make any sugar. sense. Ha! Because watermelons watermelon sugar. Ha! don't really... I thought it was about oral sex. Oh, I mean, it is, but watermelons don't give you a sugar high, as far as I'm aware. Like, they're not that sweet, are they? How much sugar is actually... Well, yeah, I don't really like don't them, know. so I can't say I eat them an awful lot. Sugar content of a watermelon. Uh, six grams per 100 grams. So it's like 6% sugar. Is that a lot? I don't know. What's a, what's that a seems sh- like a lot. 6% sugar. What's A strawberry's only 5% sugar. So they're actually sugarier than... Yes. A bit of an orange. Yeah, so that seems... Yeah, that's quite sugary then. Oranges are 9 grams. What's the sugar content of sugar? Sugar, like, maybe made of, like, something other than sugar, like... It's like 99% sugar, 1% like beetle poo or something. Hello, Words Without Wisdom listeners, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Words Without Wisdom podcast, the podcast where we answer the questions that you didn't know you wanted to know the answers to. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Matthew Lyon, and I'm joined by... Evan Dixon, the first. Evan Richard Nixon, Cockney rhyming slang version of Evan Dixon. I am not a crook. No, that was a, that was, no, that was a John F. Kennedy accent, but a Richard Nixon quote. I did not sleep with that woman. I did not have sex. I did relations. not have sex with that woman. Oh, I did it wrong. I did it wrong. Every time I do it wrong, I can't. Every, I'm rubbish you do at often quotes. Do that Bill Clinton impression. No, it's just, no. All quotes. Every. I'm so bad at quotes. Like I'll try and say like a quote, like a like one of the like one of the Helen Keller ones or something. I always get it wrong by like one, one word. Keller like ones. I was just. I always get yeah, one of the many Helen Keller quotes of, that are like like the I'm not dumb anymore. But that's not that's not it, is it? That's not right. It's I am not dumb. No. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get it wrong every quote. I, there's <laughs> like, like all these like increasing in pitch. I I know the general gist of all the quotes that I try and say, but I always get them wrong in the details. It's always <laughs> the wrong word. It's terrible. It's I, it's some weird, very specific flaw that I have apparently. It's like is that not a thing? Like it's like your Achilles heel is except rather than it being your heel, it's like your ability to. You recite quotes exactly correctly. I have heard of calling something an Achilles heel. Yes, I. Uh, it's no, not I like know. A... I was trying to think of it myself. I wasn't explaining to you what an Achilles heel was. Okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were explaining to me what an Achilles heel was. No. So this episode comes out, I think, on the fourth of April or something. But we're recording this. It's the second of April because that's just kind of how we do it. Which means yesterday 
was possibly the worst day of all time in the in the spend year, uh, and that was April Fool's Day. I don't know how you feel about April Fool's Day, but I always feel like it's one of those things that I just despise. It's like Valentine's Day, mm. April Fool's Day, and Valentine's Day. They are my two least favorite days valentine's day we can do another episode on like we can do that another time or, or i'll direct you to my un direct directed you to my unlisted video <laughs> mine too <laughs> in fact i have like two unlisted videos on valentine's day i think i know that's just like as like single lonely second years who yeah like just were right valentine's it. day oh i mean same but april fool's day it's it's a day that encourages people who aren't funny to attempt jokes and it usually just ends in things that aren't funny. And of course, a, a new, more modern, f- fresh, uh, in quotation marks, take on April Fool's Day is, of course, the corporate April, April Fool's Day, which is when, you know, corporate account social media managers think that it's hilarious if they get in on the act or just, just, just companies generally. Um, I mean, you were telling me uh, uh, a couple of days ago a story or yesterday, I suppose, a story about the guy with the 90,000 pennies or whatever? Well, this wasn't anything to do with April Fool's, though. I think he just had a bad employer. I think he just oh, had this... a really dickish employer. Oh, I thought this was an April Fool's Day thing. Well, what happened? <laughs> well, I just, you know, I happened to be a guy who quit his job and um, received his wages back from his employer. I think this was, this was in the States, and received his wages back from his employer, his final paycheck, in the form of a wheelbarrow full of oily pennies. 90,000 oily pennies. Oh, that's capitalism in action, folks. It is. Or it's just pettiness in action. Like, when, sure. when pettiness and capitalism intersect, the Venn diagram is a wheelbarrow full of oily pennies. <laughs> <laughs> that's one for the for your quotes alongside thermal contrast <laughs> and contrast. all the other ones. But yeah, but like, you're talking about the like corporatization of April Fool's Day, and I just find it so annoying. Like, on, on Facebook yesterday, I saw that Home Bargains posted something that they were changing their... Their April Fool's thing was that they were changing their, changing their name to Home and Bargain and posted their new logo, which was Home and Bargain. And, you know, that That's would always be joke. like a bearable April Fool's joke if it was remotely funny which it isn't yeah that that's that's the second problem with with april fool's day is that people don't know how to be funny oh yeah when i say people and it's not even it's it's like generally most people don't know how to be funny but even some people who sometimes are funny like the jokes that they can say like april fool's day is not usually about jokes it's about just lying yeah <laughs> like april fool's day is rather than coming up with a clever prank or or a sort of you know, it's a fool. You don't have like fooling someone doesn't have to just involve lying to them and then going, psych, it wasn't true. I know. Like that's not funny. <laughs> it's not like entertaining or clever. And then it puts everyone on edge because when anyone wants to say something serious on April Fool's Day, it could, like no oh, one yeah, can I know. tell. And then you seem like a dick because someone will say something quite serious to you that you should sort of be dealing with and you're like, ha good one. I know. And then, and then it's just it's just a guilt trip. You seem like a right tosser. guilt tripped by this corporate bastardization of April Fools, which is because you just presume that everything that is going it, to be a joke. April Fools so prevalent, like amongst people on April the first. <sighs> uh huh. I mean, it's it's just the jokes are just crap because they're not jokes; they're just lies. It's just like here's a lie, and then and then they'll leave you stewing with this lie, and they'll come back to you later and go, "Oh, by the way, that wasn't true." Ha uh-huh. ha. Oh yes, I'm cracking up. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's that's appalling. Not funny in any shape nor form. I'm gonna make a YouTube video on this. You just I think watch. We should me. just abolish the calendar. The cat. We should abolish like. Like days. I'm a big you know? yeah. I'm a big believer of addressing the root cause of a problem, and I think that the fact that there is such a date as April the first really just is is the root cause of this. Oh right. Oh, you're just going to abolish days yeah. altogether. The uh-huh. Gregorian calendar. Yeah. What would you replace it with? Or just anarchy. <laughs> just no one knows what day it is, no. or how to relate, I mean, or how to. Is the calendar that useful? I mean, if you if you say like my driving lesson is on the twenty sixth of April. It would be, it's more useful than saying it's, you know, how many days away is the 26th of April? What is the 2nd of April? So it's it's 24 uh, squared. Uh, that's too much maths. Not doing that. Well, you know, humans are born with an innate sense of time. Let's passing, say it's right? like 4,000 4, hours away. No, it's not 4,000. What? <laughs> 400. What am I? No, 500. What? 4,000 hours. I'm not the one that does advanced I Oh, I know. I'm, but I'm on a I'm on a podcast. This isn't maths time. I didn't come on a podcast to do maths. <laughs> I know. I come on a podcast. It's my podcast. You don't come on a podcast if it's like your podcast. If you're, I mean, if you're really kinky, you might come on a podcast, but it's maybe not our kind of podcast. There was absolutely <laughs> no requirement for you to say that whatsoever. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm such a child. Anytime I hear a word that's just remotely a double entendre, it's like. You know, like, like come or just a little d. Just whenever you hear the word come, pretty much, it's just like I have to. My inner thirteen-year-old cannot resist. You'd really struggle with my recent dog training. I'm just standing <laughs> on the spot, going, "Ruby, come! Ruby, come! Ruby, come! Come on! Ruby, come! Come now!" Oh God, you would, you would be all, you would be on the floor. That is disgusting. Anyway, speaking of come, I think you said time- it. <laughs> Anyway, speaking, speaking of, of come, come I think speaking it's time of no, for no, 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 yeah, that's him. No, probably not. I've moved on from politicians to America's so hottest character actors. Next week is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Whoopi Goldberg. No, so yeah, uh, uh, welcome to to America's hottest politicians. So, so you haven't told me who this week is yet, or you've hinted, but please now reveal to uh, to me and to the audience this week's hot or not candidate. This week's candidate is the senior senator from the great state of South Dakota and has served since 2005. He's also been the Republican whip since 2019 and previously served as South Dakota's um, at-large member of the United States House of Representatives from 1997 until 2003. He is a member of the Republican Party and his name is John Thun. John Thun. John Thun, by the way, terrible name. Awful. Appalling. John Thun. Thun. It's like Typhoon. Typhoon. John (laughs) Thun. Have you seen this on his Wikipedia page? Next to Thun, it says Thun with two O's. It's like, when when can you meet me? Oh, I'll meet you, Thun. (laughs) If you have a last. Oh, I'm I'm away to meet Thun. (laughs) When are you going to meet him? Oh, Thun. (laughs) (laughs) We will meet Thun, my love. That would that would completely put me off someone. Yes, because you're very picky, aren't you? Is that sarcasm, Matthew? <laughs> oh never, I would never do sarcasm. <laughs> never. You know you know me. I know I'm you. I'm not sarcastic. Not at all. 
sarcasm nestled within sarcasm. Love it. This the self referentiality of hot of of um, that, that makes words for that wisdom. Yeah, makes words for that wisdom what it is. Anyway, so yes, John Thune is our candidate. So I'm looking at a picture of John Thune here, and suffice it to say, definitely one of the most Republican looking candidates yet. And honestly, though, the most average sort of like Middle American looking. Mm. I mean, he's from South Dakota, so he's, I don't know. yeah, I he's. Think, he's I think- I think he's a very conventionally considered attractive man. Middle America, M- Midwest. Yeah, that's mid- that's middle. I don't even know what Middle America yeah. is. I just imagine the middle like of America, bog, bog standard. Yeah, but nobody lives there, so like it can't actually be the middle. The geographic center of area is actually in South Dakota, so he is middle wow, American. There you go. I told by you. Its very I told definition. you. I absolutely said it with words, without much wisdom. Without much uh, wisdom. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, no, I, I get it. He's pretty conventionally attractive for an old for a for an old man. He's, he's quite not an old conventionally. Man. He's not oh, an he's old, an old man. man. He's he is 60. an old man. That's an old man. That's an old no, man. No, That's an old not. man. That is an old man. I disagree strongly. But, what you know? Yeah, but that's because you okay, are well, you averaging your, like eighty years old at this your, point. <laughs> So let's have a rundown at the statistics. Um, oh, yes. Always this, I love the statistics. the statistics. No one says that. I love no, the statistics. Please bring me this is the statistics. Let's, I'm going to do that again. So let's run oh through my the statistics. God. Oh, I love the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing it. Oh, God. Oh, let's we're going to fail after episode five. It's going to flop. <laughs> It's gonna. No, fl- it's this is gonna be the most chaotic oh, episode. Know, oh, this is gonna be the the most viewed episode. It's gonna like. This is up. gonna be your Easter Sunday listening episode. <laughs> it's two two men just cracking and destroying their entire professional careers right in front of your eyes. Celebrate the resurrection in style. Let's run through the statistics, shall we? So please do. Please. Senator Thun, Senator Thun gets a point eight for ideology. Ideology? I've never said it like that before. Ideology. Ideology? I don't know. (laughs) Which puts him uh, as a... He scores three for the policy criterion. criterion. Three for policy. Um, Six for charm. And nine out of ten for looks. Nine out of ten. No one's hit the ceiling yet, but he's pretty darn close. Nine out of ten. Now, remind me, Bill Nelson also achieved a nine. Am I correct? No, 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 no. Bill Nelson achieved a Seven?? Seven. A seven. George Only Holly a seven on looks. Oh, this is so so more attractive than Bill Nelson. Or are, are we getting on the, if we go to the aesthetic hotness percentage? Yeah, so that, this brings his overall rating to sixty percent and his overall aesthetic rating to seventy five percent, which is not a bad score, I think. So how does this affect the statistics? It makes independence the average overall hottest party affiliation and. Democrats, the average aesthetic hotness party affiliation. This currently still makes Florida the hottest state aesthetically, and Florida and Vermont tied for overall hotness. Um, okay, those are some good statistics, Evan. Thank you. I'm not going to do the statistics every week. Maybe just once every five weeks. Once every five weeks. I like the statistics. I'm not even joking. The stati- you know, it gives us a useful breakdown of his comparative attractiveness to move into the all-important section, which is what does Matthew think of United States Senator John Thune RSD? I'm staring at a picture. He's staring into my soul, actually. It's one of those pictures where his eyes follow you around. You may hear my, my voice getting louder and quieter because he's following me around <laughs> the room. I mean, I get it. 
conventionally attractive, yes, for an old man. But I've yet you've yet to present me with anyone, Evan, that I am intensely sexually attracted to. I would just have to keep trying. You'll have to keep trying, and that is the idea. So I guess that brings us to the end of this segment, and we can officially reveal that. I think what? And I think not. Welcome back to the main section of the podcast. We're back to the podcast outside the podcast within a podcast. That's the podcast. Words Without Wisdom, your favourite podcast. And as this is Words Without Wisdom, uh, we always, as usual, answer the questions that we receive from our inbox or in our inbox. So we're going to take a look in there and see what questions we have in there this week. We do have one email. It's from Avid Listener uh, and fan of the show, Ron. I'm just going to say he says a lot of nonsense a lot of nonsense and a lot of things we don't so if we read if we read out an email by the way on the podcast it doesn't mean we condone or agree with anything that's said in the email no in fact i very strongly condemn what is said in this okay well i'm i've not read this so i'm gonna read this out out live to you now so hello fellas just finished listening to the newest two episodes tremendous if you'd respond to mention me uh to mention me on the show sorry for being so late turns out my uh let's skip that and heard what i said about her and able to talk a huge lump sum of of my pipe cleaning business money and I couldn't afford the web for a week. Anyway, I'd like to start by saying I hated the last Dalek episode. I had enough trouble keeping my successful pipe business afloat and keep up the image that I can sexually please my wife to my co-workers for a decade, but now I have to worry about these damn copper pipe cleaning monstrosities coming up the stairs at night. I mean, I was already scared to death of hotels with elevators, but now I have to sleep in a tent with special anti-Dalek protection foil. This has no relation to my monetary situation or recent medication. Also, fuck that old town road guy. Road guy. He's Dominic. Sincerely, Ron Macaroni. Thank you, Ron. A, a, a frankly baffling email, which we can respond to um, in order. So we're, we're very glad you're happy we mentioned you on the show. As we said, we mentioned all emails on the show, all emails that are sent to us actually at the email, wordswithoutwisdom at gmail.com, no O in the wisdom, wordswithoutwisdm at gmail.com. Make sure to give us an email if you have any thoughts on the topics discussed in this episode. So yeah, we're glad you mentioned the show. I don't care about your ex-wife, to be honest. Um, and you hate Dalek for purely fear of Dalek reasons, which um, I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie to you. But you did bring up an interesting point somehow. Did, I can't. Did we talk about this last week or something? Because the Old Town Road guy, Lil Nas, did we discuss him last week? I don't think, I think we did. We discussed did we? him in person. We did, yeah. Because this week he has been under a lot of fire from whack jobs, um, <laughs> like Ron here, uh, because he there's a he has a new music video. I don't. I mean, I don't listen to the the genre of music which he produces so i don't know too much about it the video itself but i do know that he was attacked for his like satan shoes or something and i believe he was in the video he was anally penetrated by (laughs) by satan or something like that and you know that's pretty that's pretty metal if i if i do say so i mean satan presumably quite a big dick so if you can take that (laughs) Good on you. But this but, is the yeah. thing. But this is like old right wing men equating oh, yeah. this like with the ones him you are gay. drastically attracted to. Pretty much, but like old right wing men, or I suppose women too, equating this with him being gay and equating this as being part of the like gay satanism. 
homosexual agenda. Gay and and black, which doesn't help. Doesn't help his case uh, with the, with that crowd. But this would be weird if he was straight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if he was getting anally penetrated by a woman, Satan? <laughs> by a lady, Satan? <laughs> Egged by a lady, Satan? I don't also personally the, think the it's... Title of my I don't personally album. think it's... I don't personally think it's weird. I mean, I don't... I'm not bothered by it. Like, I don't think that... I'm not bothered by it. I just... You know, it's just a bit... I get it. Yeah, I'm some just... people are just a bit more um, uncomfortable with... Uh, I don't know. Are you uncomfortable with sexual things in in the public image? I don't know. No, um, of course not. It's just no. Just you know. Yeah, you just. You know, I, I no. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not bothered by it. It's just he's 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 been the target of this harassment and this hate sort of hate yeah. because purely because he's a black and b gay, which is you know Pretty really much. great targets for for the for you know for the crowd that you're so in love with. And you know, it's not because there's anything inherently immoral about the music video. It's just no. a weird music well, video. Well, there, there, presumably, the presumably, there, presumably there would be something immoral about it if you're a Christian, but like, you know, in the real world where we yeah, don't believe inherently, in like, crap. Well, um, is there such a thing as inherent morality? Well, under in Christianity, yes, because morality is dealt from God, but in the real world, no. Yeah. Morality is a subjective um, construct, subjective to each individual person. That's why you have a moral compass, you know. If if morality was well, uh, was I mean, absolute, there would be no discussion of the moral compass. I have a moral compass. No, that's what I'm saying. The moral compass you know, exists because it's within. No, I'm just saying because you're like a satanist. Oh, I'm a satanist to, and, a, and a murderer. You, I, was, I was jokingly accusing you of being a satanist, but I, I didn't no, do it I, very well. No, I am a satanist. Yes, executions and, anyway, and, ten. and and bisexual. So that really. Tips me on the Satan. I just also I want to acknowledge before we move on from this email, and before we discuss something else about Christians, um, that this email was sent to us on March 29th, 2021, which was your 18th birthday. So it was. Happy birthday from everyone here at the Words Without Wisdom podcast, which is just the me and team. you. So <laughs> the whole team, the whole the, let's let's yeah, let's do that again. Let's the pretend whole, we have a whole team. The graphics. So people. happy so happy <laughs> birthday from guy. everyone <laughs> happy birthday from everyone here at the words of that wisdom podcast that's uh, from the from from me obviously to our graphic designer me to our uh, inbox uh, manager me and you uh, to our editor it's me, me to our music producer kevin mcleod um <laughs> i'm sure he wishes you a happy birthday thank you kevin um but yeah, so so mentioning Christianity, this episode is going out on the fourth of April, which is this year, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. So you got you got all your Easter eggs? No, actually, specifically, no. didn't ask. I mean, I'm eighteen anyway, so I, I, I can't yeah, I imagine don't. I was going to get many Easter eggs. But I, no, I mean, know, I mean, yeah, like I, I, <laughs> Easter eggs are kind of a you know they're 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 primarily a kid thing but also any free chocolate that i could receive is 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 beneficial to me so yeah i'll have any free Same, chocolate but i specifically asked for them because i just know that i would have eaten them in a day and then hated myself and like no <laughs> way well, that's unfortunate. Up my, like, way to uproot my horrible body image issues matthew <laughs> well that was not on purpose or my fault in any way shape or form <laughs> What do you think? Fine. The East, the Easter Bunny of, of the of the three main deities. That is Santa, the Easter Bunny, and um, the Tooth Fairy. The Tooth Fairy. That's the one. Um, which is your? How does the Easter Bunny rank? 
what in hot or not? No, not in hot or not. We're not judging the relative attractiveness of. Uh, pff, no, um, I no. I, I mean, just asking. as as you know, Santa the Easter Bunny. Personally, I think the Easter Bunny is the worst of all those three. Because he's just nothing. Or it's yeah, just nothing. I, I, the Easter Bunny was never a thing when I was a kid. Like, the Tooth Fairy was a thing and Santa was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I got money under my pillow when a tooth fell out and I got presents, quote-unquote, from Santa. I, I apologise if there are any children listening because, you know, the Tooth Fairy, Santa, the Easter Bunny are all real. No, they're not. Let's just... I. Okay. We're not We're not being nice here. We're destroying children's Sorry. dreams. They're I not don't know real. why. I, I, I adopted an affirmation approach. You clearly... No, 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 no. I would never, if I ever have any children, which is highly unlikely, um, because I hate children, I will be like, to see all that crap, tell every single one of your friends, tell you, tell them, daddy told me Santa Claus, not real. Because I'm not having this, I'm not having this crap. Oh, well, it's not, it's not being a dick, it's being real. No, it's, that's true, actually. I'm not having any ch- child of mine believing in some hogwash plus, about then the, Santa Claus. Plus, then the Claus. children just get like... You know, they, they don't under they don't develop they don't an appreciation of money. They don't appreciate the, uh-huh, they don't appreciate that you know it's the, their family buying them all the presents. Uh huh. They lose their appreciation That's for you I, as a parent. Like, you know, I always only I always only had one Santa present. One Santa which present. I think was my parents' attempt at teaching me the value of money. That like, oh no, everyone else got me everything else, but I only ever had one Santa present. Oh no, I'm from a ridiculously privileged. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So. No Santa. What, what, what you were asking us to rank them. You were asking me to rank them. Yeah. Sorry. No. So yeah. So Easter Bunny at the bottom because the Easter Bunny nothing. Literally nothing. It's a bunny. What? He's not an, like it's not relevant to anything. The Tooth Fairy. What do you think of the Tooth Fairy? Tooth Fairy versus I'm just Santa. Then. Now, just now that you brought it up, how does she? How does she sustain a business model? Because all she does is like. She, all she does is give teeth. out money. So where does the money? Where, yeah, where does the money come from? Yeah. That's that is so the title. Oh, that's so the title of this episode. How does the tooth fairy sustain our business model? That is such a good title. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, yeah, but how does the tooth fairy sustain our business? Because she's always where's her where's her income coming from? You know, there's a lot of expenditure there and not a lot of income. Yeah, I think of- I think she possibly has a sort of black market dealer for the teeth. I was thinking possibly that. trading in human body parts, some sort of dodgy, or possibly um, you know sells them on to to dentists, and the dentists when they put in dentures, it's actually real teeth attached to a oh, plastic thing. That would be a big cover up. They take the teeth of children. Could you imagine that if there was like a massive sort of like report conspiracy that, that dentures are actually not false; they're actually made of baby teeth. They're made of stolen baby teeth. There's a sort of when you when you turn eighteen, or when you become a parent, that you get invited to an initiation ceremony where they teach you how to covertly steal your children's teeth and give them to the nearest dentist authority. That would be. Oh no, I'm thinking that the tooth fairy would be complicit oh, the, in this. The, oh, so the tooth fairy is real in this cover. Exists in this reality, yeah. Oh, okay. What do you mean this reality? This is clearly real. I I don't see what you're talking. <laughs> This oh, actually okay. happens yes. in our in our reality. I thought we were going on that oh, assumption. Santa's fake. Santa's fake, but the tooth fairies. Oh, okay, yeah. Obviously, let's yeah. And she takes her teeth and gives them to dentists. 
Yeah. That's those are the true facts. This is common knowledge. This kids. is this is what happens. This is what you find out on the Words Without Wisdom podcast when we ask the questions I know. you didn't know you wanted to know the answer to, such We're as like how does the tooth fairy tooth fairy conspiracies? Like the Alex Jones of Tooth Fairy conspiracies. Yeah. I'm mm. just gonna repeat everything you say now. Like this is midnight and just this pretend I, I've come up with it. Pretend that I've come up with it. Pretend that I've come up with it. I just flipped the switch. I just flipped the switch. What? <laughs> What's that some... from? <laughs> I don't know. I want to say. I want to say it's a TikTok sound, but that may not even be the lyric. I just flipped a the tic- switch. Did you just say a TikTok town? A sound. Oh, okay. It's one of these rapples. We've mentioned midnight. So, actually, speaking of Doctor Who. Oh, of course. It may be time for our final segment, ranking Doctor Who episodes, on our quest to find. Or to answer the question, what is the best Doctor Who episode of all time? Uh, so, well, so this week's, uh, the first episode of this week's ranking Doctor Who episodes in our quest is The Empty Child. The first episode of an excellent two-parter. Uh, possibly, you know, one of the best of series one, or maybe the best of series one. Where would you say the best? Well, we'll get we'll get onto that with the finale. But I mean, the end child, tense, horrific, s- scary, enjoyable. Captain Jack. What's not to love? The the gas mask kids. Well, you were they're scary. I mean, are you my mummy? Well, it's now an iconic saying uh-huh. within the even yeah, even everyone, to be self-referenced in the show exactly you know, even 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 my mother knows that and she can't More remember than she she couldn't remember what happened in harry potter and the chamber of secrets earlier so you know it's it's well known it's iconic it's the empty child and it goes in amazing i would say mm-hmm. or would you say the second part would go in amazing and that would go in uh, good no, i wouldn't <laughs> Are you saying you don't even... I get that you appreciate it. I get what you're saying, but I would only give it as high as a good. You'd only give it as high as a good. Okay, I'm I'm willing to compromise on a good for The Empty Child. Yeah. But I'm not willing to compromise on a good on The Doctor Dances, which is definitely an amazing episode. Come on. Everybody lives. Just this once, Rose. Everybody lives. What an iconic line. What a brilliant line. It just doesn't... Doesn't stick out in my memory. Really? Like, well, I mean, like... It's iconic. No, I just... I, Captain Jack's mm. sacrifice. He has his own mini arc within this two-parter. I'm overruling you. I know, I'm putting it in amazing. Like, is it, is it a I don't care. Well, that's fine, because you compromised, so you can put it yes. in amazing. Excellent. I'm, I, plus, I'm willing to concede that second parts are usually better. Uh-huh. Because it's, you know... It's the climax. Yeah, I get. It. I mean, I mean, in later seasons, I think a lot of the first parts are better because they set up good ideas and then fail to pay them off properly in the second part. But we'll get to those. You know, we've only got another fifty-two weeks of this to go, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Boomtown, which I think is a great episode. The better, better, better than the. Oh yeah, no, the, the definite peak of the Slavine arc because I'm, a lot of people rag on it for being too light-hearted or just you know it's just like the in-between point between that great two-parter and then the finale but i think it serves as a good little breather and i think all the characters are uh-huh, great bridge yeah a good bridge. Uh-huh. all the characters are great i would agree there's actually. great character stuff mickey's great in it actually it's one of the few episodes he's kind of quite good in 
memorable. With a, with a, with a great um, sort of this whole thing with Rose about, you know, she was gone. What's he supposed to do? Just wait around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Mickey. I do like Mickey. I think he's done quite dirty. Michaelis. Michaelis Cage. So, yeah. What's your verdict for Boom Down? Boom, boom Down? Boom Down. <laughs> boom Town. Uh, boom Town, I would give a good. I would give a, I would also good, give a good to Boom Town. That's not amazing. It's just a good, solid, the fun episode that bridges yeah, and it's, and it's, it's gives a, a nice breather between between this and the finale. And I think just to speed things along, this week we will finish the finale because we're there. Series one finale, episode one, Bad Wolf. Definitely a great episode. Uh, I'd put it in. I put Indeed, it. Yes. I put it in in amazing. I actually agreed because. You have the weakest link. Yeah, a lot of great stuff. Just that whole parody of the weakest link. You have that whole monologue about all the different game shows and how dystopian uh-huh. they are. It's amazing. It's such great good characters. Writing. Great, great so, cliffhanger. Such great early noughties pop culture references. Oh, we, we we love those. And of course, then that cliffhanger leads on to one of the most fantastic season finales: the parting of the ways with with the Doctor. You know, Indeed. threatening to blow up the Daleks and kill half uh, the or kill the entire human race just to kill the Daleks, and the the conclusion of his arc from Dalek to parting of the ways. We have, you know, Dalek emperors. Um, we have mm-hmm. the big. We have Rose being a god, which is kind of, but you know, it works as a conclusion. We get and we get immortal uh-huh. Captain Jack at the beginning, and he'll come back eventually. It's so. Such a seminal moment in the entire yeah. series. And, you know, I'd put it in the greatest up there with Dalek. But we can we can debate on that. What do you think? I maybe wouldn't give it greatest status up there with Dalek, but definitely amazing. Definitely amazing. Mm. Okay, I'll put it in amazing for now. But if we, if we feel that it can go up, then we'll put it up. And that is season okay. one of Doctor Who done already. Isn't this exciting? This is exciting. And with the end of season one marks the end of this episode of the Words Without Wisdom podcast. Um, It's been episode five. We would like to thank you all very much for listening for everyone here at the Words Without Wisdom podcast team. (laughs) All both of us. All both of us. All two of us. And we would like to remind you once again, please, if you are listening to the, the podcast and you want to comment on anything from Doctor Who to easter to the tooth fairy please email us wordswithoutwisdom at gmail.com no o in the wisdom wordswithout w-i-s-d-m at gmail.com send us over an email telling us what you think of any of the topics we discussed and as we've proved time and time again we will read them out so i mean that's the end of the podcast thank you very much for listening it's goodbye from me goodbye and it's goodbye from me goodbye <laughs>